0: life is made of teeny catalytic moments of immense impact. When strung together, the transformation is magical. Join us and let's color outside the lines. If you're curious about how to use health coaches, listen to this episode. In this episode, I interview Katherine Williams, and she's had a history. She's worked with Michelle Obama's Pediatric Obesity Initiative. She has worked with Dr. Mark Hyman at his ultra wellness clinic, and she had a catalyst event of her own. When COVID hit, she decided, I want to start my own business as a health coach. And she did. And she's a great reflection of how our ecosystem of healthcare is changing. Together, we talk about reimagining what would it be like to have a health coach infused in your current practice, in a conventional system, and also just as a one-on-one aid. If you're a patient, if you're a practitioner, you will find this episode useful. You'll understand how coaches work to augment your health changes and make your life as catalytically powerful as possible. So enjoy this conversation with Catherine. All right, welcome to the Catalyst podcast. I am so, 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 so excited to interview Catherine Willows. We met as most change makers do, which is on the internet and our worlds are crossing because she is a firecracker. She has been involved in so many different projects. The more we chatted, the more I knew we just had to have this conversation on the podcast. Um, She's been involved in Michelle Obama's um, obesity uh, project. She's been involved with Mark Hyman at his Ultra Wellness Center. She is just making waves with how we can approach wellness in this innovative change as we reimagine healthcare. She's literally a catalyst making her tiny spark that will lead to transformational change. So without further ado, please introduce yourself, Catherine.
1: Ah, oh, thank you, Laura. I'm so delighted to be here with you today. Um, it's You know, this is such an exciting time. I've been interested in the frontiers of medicine since I started nursing many, many years ago. And at that point, they called it preventative medicine. But it was always this, this, you know, movement forward in terms of how we practice and really looking at people from a, a, a greater vantage point and not just treating illness and disease, but the kinds of things that people could actually really do for themselves to to prevent themselves from getting there. And it's been such a journey to be a part of that as time has gone on and, and, you know, and, and this whole, the holistic movement has really taken footing. And now we've got functional medicine and lifestyle medicine and it's, it's exploding. So, so it's, it's really been um, quite a journey and, and, and I feel very honored to to be a part of it. Absolutely.
0: And I, I like what we had talked about where you and I were just chatting how it feels like we've outgrown this conventional model of medical care and delivery. And, you know, the careers that you have, catapulted yourself through and now you're in health coaching explain to me what your magic wand vision if you had a magic wand and how you could change healthcare delivery right now and and use health coaches as as a foundational piece tell me what that ideal world would look like in your eyes. You know, so many
1: people don't understand what health coaching is or what it does, and um, uh, you know, I found this little um, this little piece of information about the word "coach" and how it actually actually came about. And it was back in the eighteen hundred, I think it was the fifteen hundreds. It was a long time ago that it it. It derived from this wagon that carried people from one place to another. They, it transported them, and it became this thing in the 1800s in England um, that people were using it in at Oxford to help people advance in their education, to oh, to coach them through their education. Right. So, so current day, we're basically <laughs> really working on on health. You know using coaching as a means of helping people move forward and in, in getting to their goals and really um, improving their health and well-being. And, and there are a lot of techniques now and a lot of science, a lot of art, a lot of creativity around yes. it to really support people in, in getting there.
0: <laughs> right, right. Um, I feel yeah. like you're, you're touching on the whole ecosystem that is our healthcare. It isn't so much a, uh, you know, just a bimodal physician and patient because there's so many other players in a healthcare system that we really do need. And it's very difficult for any any patient to be able to make these big changes. Imagine that, you know, I I always dreaded as a primary care doctor having to tell somebody they have type 2 diabetes. That was just like Mm -hmm. such an awful thing because I knew it was a bigger conversation that needed to be had, but we had 15 minutes. So I would try to bolster myself going, okay, I understand this is a shock. Let's start small here. Let's try doing some, some food changes first and let's see you back and then see how you do. But there was no support. Maybe there's a little bit of diabetic education classes, but it was just very impersonal. And, and this is where I think physicians and patients are all on the same page that it feels adversarial, but it isn't, we want the best for each other. And it's just not prepared for it right now in healthcare. So right. coaches are great. Cause like you said, they guide, they, they help patients make these teeny changes one at a time sequence, what feels good to them and keep them from getting distracted. And and stay yeah. on task so tell me right. what what else do you feel coaching means to you well you know i i think that
1: you're really um honing in on this because i what i see and what i've seen through many years and working in many healthcare venues is that people have this very short period of time with their practitioners and then they've got to figure out how to do that at home mm-hmm. and their lives are much bigger than that and it's mm-hmm. like well i've got five kids to feed i work full over full time 60 hours a week you know how am i supposed to do this and and shop and and, and cook and 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 just be able to put all this together and it's overwhelming mm-hmm. and then you know the healthcare on the healthcare industry sometimes we mislabel them as being non compliant right? And, and it's like, well, why are they non-compliant? What's going on there? And what do they need that we're not providing? So yeah. I think this is where coaching comes into play because it offers that contact on a consistent basis over time, regular intervals in which, you know, it, you, you, you work with them around the educational piece and making sure that they really understand what it is that they need to do you also find out what's getting in the way and where's their edge and 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 what is their why why do they want to do this really because sometimes they're losing 30 pounds because you know to prevent a heart attack may not necessarily be enough to motivate them. So we, right. you've got to find out
0: what that why is, like what it really means to right. them. Right. I, I, right. The best coaches are able to get that story out of their client. You know, it's not, it's not okay to prevent a stroke 40 years down the line. It's, I want to get on the ground and play with my kids and my joints yeah. are aching. And I can, you know, it's this tangible outcome that the more clear you can get, the easier it is. And the hard part is like you mentioned, it's hard to just uproot your life, make these changes, not all of us are ready, you know, we might be in that pre contemplative mm-hmm. stage, we might not understand the reasons why this is important. So sometimes it is a little bit of extra knowledge that we may need and maybe their care provider, their physician doesn't have that time to give them that knowledge and in a 15 minute visit. So they're left to, you know, look online and it might not be trustworthy information or let's be honest, big pharma has, has advertisements all the time about, well, this pill can fix your problem. This injection can fix your problem. So these patients are feeling confused. Well, how, how can just a couple habit changes really help me when it looks like this pharmaceutical is what I need, you know? Yeah,
1: right. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's so inculturated in all of us that, you know, this, the quick fix, right? Take mm-hmm. this pill and you will be better. And, and we know that there are a lot of issues with that and it's not just taking the, the, the pill. And, mm-hmm. and now that, functional medicine and lifestyle medicine have really started to take hold. It's exciting to see what kinds of changes people are are making. And, and you know, and as you speak to this, it's really a dynamic process. You know, you may have a, have educated them a little bit at the beginning, and then they move a few steps forward. And then maybe we need a little bit more education, mm-hmm. or, you know, we need to we need to dig deeper um, around some of the self-discovery pieces. You know, what what does this actually mean? Or you're you're butting up here against um your diet as you're going out to to socialize with other people. How do we work that in a way that works for right, you? Right. And what are the plans that we make to make that work? Right. Strategies, right? Right. All of that. That's that's all just part of the process. And so being able to, you know, have a sense of, a functional medicine and lifestyle medicine and then be able to to ride these waves with people at, at you know it, and it is you know, a few steps forward, a step back, moving over here. You know, the, it's very creative and very dynamic. And, it is, and, so, and there's
0: there is a, a sense of an art to it because you know, not everybody is coachable. Not everybody's ready to be coached. I would say right. that we have to really partner with people that are willing to take that tough look at themselves because a great coach, a great mentor, a great guide is somebody who is able to take that personalization out of it. This is not a judgment. This is not emotional, but we're noticing patterns. So we notice self-sabotaging patterns. Hey, I noticed that you avoid this topic over and over again. Let's take a look at that. Let's unpack that. And the best coaches and mentors are able to do this in a very neutral, grounded way. And and sometimes as as good as you can, maybe that patient isn't ready to do that deep work because it can be very challenging. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's where really that sensitivity and being able to read them and allow them to kind of guide the way, you know, where you're, you're, you're really kind of, um, you know, measuring the temperature there all the time in terms of where they're ready to go and where they're not ready to go. So you're not pushing them in a direction direction. And and again, I think this happens too often in, in conventional medicine and healthcare that we're pushing people because we've got to get them to go, right? And it's yep. like, whoa, 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 That's whoa, That's why, yeah, I feel
0: like it's very difficult for a main practitioner. I put, I put myself back years ago, if I was a family practice doctor, we're taught how to be motivational, you know, interviewees and sure. how to help inspire. But let's be honest. I don't think I could bring my current skills back into my past self and actually be able to be impactful because we are measured and judged by outcomes. You know, you mm-hmm. need to get their A1C down, you need to have right. their mammogram percentage a certain way in their tetanus. So there's no wiggle room. It's like, you've just got to get this done. And, and it's frustrating the way that the system is set up because physicians are, are punished. If, if their patients aren't at a certain percentage. And so here right. we are saying, okay, try to motivate them in 15 mm-hmm. minutes. Not possible. I I, right. I don't think it's possible in our current setting, but imagine a world where, you know, I, I always joke, like, it would be great to have almost like a shopping mall with a little kiosk and you you go into the kiosk first, you do your check-in, you see your coach, you, you, you kind of start your initial discussion of what you're here to see the doctor for. Maybe that coach helps you frame your mindset, maybe gives you some prompts, helps you kind of get into the, the idea of you're doing great, even though you didn't do everything perfectly. We're not about perfect, but you know, a little pep talk and a little bit of a let's go. And, you know, and then we see, you know, what, how are your labs? You meet with your provider. I don't know. That's my little fantasy land, what does your fantasy land look like? How would you infuse health coaching if you could? (laughs)
1: Well, and you know, this is really interesting because my work uh, within Willow's Coaching and Consulting is dual fold. I work with individuals and, and provide personal health coaching to help people make improvements in their health, but I also work with practices. So my um, my work with um, the obesity prevention initiatives and my work with um, Dr. Mark Hyman's clinic was all around clinical operations, developing programs, and, um, and, 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 helping practices really implement new changes and how they do things and right so what you're talking about really excites me also because that's part of 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 my my vision my model right the systems approach right whether you're talking by one biological Mm -hmm. system and and all the things that we were just talking about in terms of working with individuals or you're talking about you know a practice which is a system also and that i think sometimes you know, n- new providers especially don't realize that they need they need coaching too oh, yes. <laughs> to be able Absolutely. to help with that, right? To to create this new system. And I've met some that are just like, I have to do it all myself, right? Oh yeah, and we're big self sabotaging. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know, I think all of us that are that work in healthcare, many of us we're have, are. Yeah, So we're, we're, we're high achievers and and we're used to being very independent and very, you know, on our mission. Right. 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 So, but, but it's the same, it's a very parallel process where, you know, you, whether it's the patient or a new provider, you don't know what you don't know. right? Right. Right. And so a lot of times you've got providers who will come and they're, they've, they've worked in the conventional system. And then they're they're all excited about doing functional medicine, but they try to do functional medicine from a conventional model, and right. they don't know how to make it different. And they they get frustrated. Oh, Catherine, why yes. it's not
0: working, right? Yes. You've just <laughs> so, so yeah, you've hit on it, Catherine. Absolutely, absolutely. So,
1: so bringing coaching into a practice. Um, you know, it, it's it's part of the whole picture of how do we do it differently, and and certainly, you know, providers can, and sometimes they don't even understand, like why do I need a coach for my patients? I just tell them what to they, to do when they go home, <laughs> and they have right. to do it right. And it's like, why do I need to hire a coach? You know, you start getting creative back. how can you best help those people be able to move forward. And and what does this structure look like? How can you revise from the time you get a discovery call to onboarding patients all the way through discharge and and create systems and there's some great innovation happening out there. I get so excited to see some of these new new models of how people are doing things. You know, how, you know how they're how they're onboarding, maybe educating before they even get to the dock. And then once right. they get to the dock, things that can happen there. Are exponentially beyond what they could have happened had they just come in, seen the doc, and gone home. Right. Right. Let's pause.
0: Let's pause right here because you mentioned a critical part that I think would help any of our listeners that are still in conventional medicine, still employed family practice, pediatrics. The way we do coaching right now is, is a diagnosis first and then coaching. And, and it's a little top heavy, you wait till you have diabetes, then you get assigned to the diabetic educator, you wait until your pediatric child is obese, then you go to the obesity clinic, you wait until you have autoimmune disease, and then you go, you know, or you're going to have surgery, you go to the orthopedist, you know, all these things are a, a wait for the label, then you get your admission ticket into coaching or a group visit. And so what I love about functional medicine is you're seeing a canvas that's technicolor. Like there's not one right way of infusing coaching. I have practitioners that use it first. They don't even Mm -hmm. see the patient. They have that patient work with a coach first to start those lifestyle pillars and then see how much traction they get. And then what's left over and okay, great. I'll take that ball and run with it. Others like me, I, I, I kind of blend it. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I see the patient, I let the coach know what the kind of top things are that we're working on. And the coach sort of parallels right with me and And works on some of those minor habit changes. So like you're mentioning, it's like the world is just a bright blank canvas that we can paint whatever way we want to use coaches. But I do have a question and I'm being devil's advocate here. And I'm curious what your expertise would think about this in your brain. I understand the legalities as most of us are nervous as physicians being licensed as an MDDO. We're kind of, Worried about loosening our grip and control because we're worried that if we handle or if we give our patient to someone, they may, you know, do something different or practice outside their scope or you know what is going to happen. So why don't you address that? How does that look in your vision? You
1: know, I think this is where close collaboration really comes into play. And and the beauty of coaching in in conjunction with working with a provider is that. You know, if you know where that provider is in terms of of the direction they're taking, it's really easy to hone in and and that communication back and forth. So if something's not working, you know, um, if it's... I, I may give some, some education around, you know, down a certain road, say we're talking about stress management and sort talking about meditation and journaling and things like that to really be able to hone in. But when it starts to come into really that medical recommendation sort of thing, that's got to go back to the doc. And that really is, um, uh, you know, in terms of, of scope of practice, you know, you've got to, you've, you've got to stay within your scope of practice in terms of what you're able to do as a coach, or if you have other licensures, in addition to being a coach
0: within those, um, you know, within your licensure as well. Right. So, and I think that's key. Like, I think this is what is going to prompt. I'm hoping this is my optimistic self. I'm hoping this is going to prompt new legislation because right now, it's a disadvantage to be an MDDO because we can't practice across state lines. We're very restricted, mm-hmm. but to be a health coach is liberating. You can practice internationally. You can you can do all these wonderful things. And for us as physicians, it can be quite daunting thinking, but how can we help? And I have a feeling, this is my optimistic view, that as health coaches become more and more you know credential, there's many different ways. There's more standardization. There's more awareness of the utility and the usefulness and leveling up of our health care, you know, because we need this, we have chronic disease burden. That I'm hoping that'll change legislation so that we become this ecosystem of a happy family that just feeds off of each other. Like like the doctor is sort of like the cook in the kitchen. I tell you what ingredients need to be in there, but the health coach is stirring the pot and showing us how to cook it and saying, "Here, you fold this in now. Wait, don't wait until it's (laughs) 40 degrees." You know. And this is the beauty that is is we can work together. So I really love what you're doing. Do you have um in your systems approach? Do you do any group um, visits with coaching? Yeah, absolutely,
1: and in fact, I I think that there's so much potential there. You know, it, it particularly I I I get so excited about running groups from a number of different um, perspectives. One is that I you talk about you know cooking in the kitchen. It's like that way you get to throw in all kinds of ingredients into the pot, yes. <laughs> right? And and different people bring different perspectives absolutely. into the mix, and as a result you know, people are learning from each other. It's not, you know, it it becomes a life of its own. And it's so amazing to see the, first of all, the relationships that that develop as a result of that. I was talking to somebody just this week and they were talking about um, a group that they, they ran and it was mostly people that were really isolated as a result of COVID. And so they were coming together and doing you know, a Zoom group. And it was like, it, what happened for them as a result of that group coherence and, and that opportunity to share um, it was multifold beyond just the results they were getting physically. And, and I have to say, just as a side note to this, one of the other pieces that excites me so much about working with people around the coaching is that when I start, I start to see them make movement around their health and, 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 and start to feel better. You know, um, I've I've got someone right now, she she's lost 30 pounds or A1C is down. I mean, you know, she's just soaring. She's doing so well, but they start to self-actualize, you know, it's amazing, Lara. you start yep. to see them become more creative. They're like a beacon, more a beacon of light. Yes, absolutely. They're doing different things in yes. the world. And it's like, they are turned on and it, it's, it, and I had this, I had one woman say to me, she said, you know, Catherine, I didn't know that life could be this good. I had no frame of reference for this, um, and, and it's just exciting, you know, to be able to see people make the, those levels of progress. So, so whether you're you're bringing it into a practice, which can happen in a lot of different ways, whether a practice decides to hire a coach on, like you like you mentioned, you know, have the coach work with the onboarding process and then interspersed throughout, or you're hiring somebody to come in to do group coaching at specific points. Or you're hiring an outside contractor um, to come in and 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 be an outside consultant, where the 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 patient actually comes for, you know, a 12 week period of time and and does coaching outside of the practice and then, you know, reconvene. There are just there are many models. And, and
0: combinations by which you can do this, right? Agreed. And and, yeah. and when you mention just that self-actualization piece, that's the part that lights me up too, is seeing the beacon of light that, that patients become when they're really supported, when they're fully supported, not just with a physician or a nurse practitioner or PA, but with like a health coach with a full ecosystem and they're fully supported. They've got the ability to reflect back and go, wow, look at what I was able to do. And that competence yeah. just builds. They're, they become their own little catalyst for future decisions, and then they become a catalyst for others in their world. It's, it's so. I'm sure you see this all the time. You get a referral from a family friend or a friend, and suddenly it's all this contagiousness of, of just being in your own optimized self. And who wouldn't want that for people? And this is what we right. need for healthcare is, is yeah. this fully supported ability to let people see. And one thing I'm sure you'll chuckle at, because I hear this all the time, well, why would I need to see my a health coach, you know, I'll, I'll give my patients, I'll say, okay, you know, here's, here's the plan I'm putting down for you. Here's the way you book with my, you know, nutrition health coach. And, And they look at me kind of quizzically like, well, why would, why would I need to see them? You've told me what to do. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm a firm believer that everybody should have a therapist, everybody should have a coach, everybody should have a mentor, I mean, I I fill my world with people that guide me and, and I think part of this, you know, stoic, you know, American view is that we can do it all ourselves. And (laughs) let's be honest. Hey, take the help if you can. And, and, and every coach can find something that we can improve. Nobody's perfect. And it's not about being perfect, but I love how patients, when they do try it, especially in my Midwest, you know, you're Midwest and Midwest, you know, kind of thinking of, oh no, 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 we can do it. You know, they're really helpful. They got great ideas and they can spot those blind spots that maybe you weren't aware of. Do you find that happen where people give it a chance and they realize how powerful it can be? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I
1: think that, um, again, the self-discovery piece is such a valuable part of this. And as you start asking provocative questions, it it opens up areas that they've never considered before, you know. Mm-hmm. And and um, the other the other piece that I just want to comment to is is you're talking about support because I think, you know, again, whether you're talking about a practice or you're talking about patients individually, you know, we use the word support, but I think that that sometimes people don't know what that means, that that becomes mm-hmm. kind of foo-foo or, or something, right? Mm-hmm. And and when you actually break that down, what we're talking about is really digging a little deeper here, whether people need a, a bit more contact, whether they need encouragement or maybe they don't want encouragement, maybe they want information, but they need to, to find ways in which to piece things together, or maybe it's soft accountability, or maybe it's techniques on, on, on how to keep motivated and, and engaged, you know, so, so support is like this very broad, nebulous term, Mm -hmm. right? But, and, but same thing goes true with, with building out a practice and really Mm -hmm. kind of figuring out, okay, what are the, components of, of this practice. I mean, I have this, this vision of having a functional medicine practice, but but then starting to dig deeper, okay, what does that look like for you, you know, and the way right. that you want to practice and, and, and what components do you, you want in this and, and, and what's really important to you so that this system actually really flows right? and it's for you yes. right for yes. you as a practitioner. Yes. And so, so as you're bringing a patient through and the patient experience each step along the way of their, of say one patient all the way mm-hmm. through from beginning and looking at, okay, what, what's the interface on each of those places and where, you know, what can we build out to make that system, your system, right. That yes. actually really right. flows well.
0: I yeah. love that you're speaking. Like it is very customized, which is exactly what we need. You know, when we're looking at our future or trying to align to a better future, whether it's health, financial health, body health, you know, mental health, health, you know, creative health, um, you're looking to, to change in a beneficial way. And the thing is, is again, we get embarrassed to admit that we're not where we need to be. And there's a lot of shame that's tied into that. So patients yeah. feel ashamed. I don't want to ask for help because that tells me that I'm not doing something right. And I'm ashamed. So what they do is, is they then search out for answers on their own. I see this with practitioners looking to build their own practice there. They don't want to ask for help. They'd rather just figure it out. But the problem is when you're asking, when you're not asking who, and you're asking how, I mean, you're going to spend years or decades trying to sequence the right path. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. You're going to get lost in some, you know, details that maybe don't pertain to you, whether you're building your business or you're building your health. And this is why coaches and mentors are great because they've got that expertise to say, oh, that's a great idea, but you know what? That might not align with you. How does this sound? Does this sound like that fits better? And when you make decisions that align with you, it's so much easier. It's like effortless and you grow faster. That's what I love about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a practice that I've, um, I, I've been involved with a little bit here out east, and it's a new practice. And <laughs> they're, they, they want to do it all themselves, right? They, they're into this, we'll do it ourselves, we'll figure it out ourselves. And yet, trying to to just figure out, even the lab testing portion of this it has been, it's, you know, it's caused them so many bumps because yeah. they want to figure it out themselves. And it's a shame because it's, it, it's an energy drain, but that's just sort of one example of, you know, when you have, when you work in conjunction with somebody that kind of, can help you take that vision, so you're not spinning your wheels and really right. building an infrastructure, you know, that really allows for systems flow. I mean, we've all worked in healthcare systems that have been super chaotic because right. the system has been so, you know, has has had so much upheaval and and has been so disjointed, right? We know that, um, and and so. You know, we have an opportunity, which is what makes this time so exciting. It right really now, is, right? Yeah. To really be able to recreate how we're doing things and and help patients have a whole new experience and and bring absolutely life and, to a better and place. guide
0: yes and guide in a feed forward feedback way because you know every. You know, practitioner, you know, I tell them, listen, feedback is a gift. It is a wonderful, it's not a right, but it's a gift when somebody gives you feedback, take it and learn how to, you know, level up your skills. Similar to coaches, it doesn't, there's no rule book that says you can only have one coach. I mean, Mm -hmm go get another one. We all have different skills. We, it's, it's great to add to it. And it's wonderful to see that everyone has their own skill set They bring to the table or the studios, you're creating your, your canvas of your, of your work-life masterpiece. When you're trying to paint your colors and you want to see what your life looks like, it's okay to, to, to get pulled from many resources because everyone right. has their own perspective. Um, and that's the, the exciting part about healthcare is some might say it's a wild west now it feels like it's uncertain well i think that's great i think the more that we have that's up there for us to see that we can create you know and reimagine the way we we level up our health is just exciting
1: yeah absolutely and it has such a far-reaching ripple effect that's yeah it's really
0: cool yeah so i love that you are both systems as well as individual what would you say if you could just in a nutshell, for example, like how do you come in with like a ready-made plan to apply or do you work with patients and build on what they're already trying? Tell me a little bit about how you like to work with patients. You know, um, both with patients and with with practices,
1: you know, I really like to get a sense of where they are at at that point in time and where they want to go. So I know that there are some great there's some great information out there and there's some great templates out there. Um, but I, I'm i careful about not just imposing those things on people. I think again, it you we've we've come from a model that has been very, very big on imposing, <laughs> right? And and you know, and and when when we impose and it doesn't work, then there's this sh- this feeling shamed. And Brene Brown does such a beautiful job in addressing Absolutely. some of that stuff. But um, but you know, I I really am a firm believer of really meeting people with where they are at and encouraging their their vision to expand and develop and um, you know igniting their inspiration in terms of what they would really like to see happen for themselves um, and and then help them help them get there.
0: Right? Yes, yes, yeah. and I think a lot of the important work that coaches do is they help patients with reframing, repackaging that narrative of self-talk. You know, a lot of times we feel, especially as a patient, when they're sitting in there across the desk from the doctor, it almost feels like confession. I remember very well patients coming and going, I'm so sorry, doctor, I've been eating Big Macs. And I would chuckle with them and say, I get it. I get it. You know, your cholesterol is a little worse. Let's talk about this. But it's a fear-based, shame-based confession. And sometimes helping the, the coaches help patients re, kind of reframe that cognitive flexibility and be kinder to yourself that, okay, maybe I didn't do as good as I would have thought, but I am not a failure, right? Look for the learning lesson in these little events. What's the learning lesson? The learning lesson might be that I don't have much time that I'm setting aside to cook and I keep going through the drive-through because it's easy. So Mm -hmm. what can I do instead? And that's what I love about the coaches. They're like little, you know, investigators and detectives into a patient's life, um, making everybody more aware of our own little quirks. And you want to move through life as effortlessly as you can, honoring that, you know, this is a learning lesson nothing is perfect um so i love i love everything that you're doing um and i love especially that you are creative you love painting you love fiber arts what, what what is your favorite current obsession right now do you have any current obsessions you know i'm playing with touch drawing again i'm not sure if you're familiar with that but there's um there's
1: a woman out of seattle um deborah cough is her name and i i came upon her in chicago many, many, many years ago. And I kind of put that aside. And um, just recently, I've started playing with that again. And it's it, it's really fun to tell me see. about it. What is touch drawing? Right? Touch drawing is where you have a, a flat board and you roll out, um, you can use different color ink or whatever on, on this board. And then you lay tissue paper on top of it. And you just kind of use your fingers and start allowing images to kind of come out with your fingers. And then, you know, and then you have this, this whatever, this piece of art that comes, and then you can go back and add to it and augment it and all of that. And so it's just kind of, it's just a fun, it's like finger painting for adults. <laughs> yes, I was just thinking that. Yeah, that sounds really great. It also yeah. sounds
0: very flowy. It sounds very tactile yeah. and sens- sensory rich. And I like that it's also using your divergent thought patterns because you're not really in control of what's happening. And so you get mm-hmm. to see things emerge and you almost like looking at clouds on a, on a summer day. Like, what does that look like? You know, yeah, exactly. that, sounds, that is awesome. Okay. Yeah. So in conclusion, this this podcast is called Catalyst for a reason, because sometimes when we're more aware of these little tiny moments that can change our lives we can become our own catalyst what was a catalyst moment for you do you care to share
1: you know I, my my catalyst moment was really when covid really hit and um my daughter had just left for thailand under Peace Corps. (laughs) And then all the doors from Peace Corps were, all the international doors were closing and, you know, she had to get back home and things were shifting at the ultra wellness center. And I just decided, okay, people need, people need this work. It's time. It's time. I've, I've wanted to have my own business. I, you know, probably my entire life and I decided it's time. <laughs>
0: so I, I put it That's together beautiful. And, and I'm going here. Yeah, That is beautiful. Thank you so much, Catherine. Please tell us the name of your website and your business where people can get a hold of you. Absolutely. So my business is Willows Coaching and Consulting,
1: and you can reach me at um, HTTPS colon slash slash www.willowscc.com.
0: I love this. Thank you so much for lighting up the world with your own catalytic joy. Catherine, you're amazing. You're a firecracker. I'm so honored to have talked with you. And I'm I'm absolutely certain this won't be our first time. Our worlds are gonna be overlapping. Um, so absolutely. everyone, if you're listening, please reach out to Catherine. I mean, I am so excited to see where everything goes in the next couple of years, the next 10, 20 years. Maybe we'll have a whole new healthcare system when we're all done, done with this. I certainly <laughs> hope so. Um, I hope thank so you too. for listening. And keep coloring outside the lines. Thank you, again, <laughs> Catherine. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, Bye. Laura, for
0: inviting me.